And when you've never had cancer before, you know, most people think in terms of it being a death sentence. Could be. But in my case, I'm choosing not to think that way. Welcome to Chino y Chicano. I'm Matt Chan, the Chino. I'm Enrique Cerna, the Chicano. Well, this is going to be not our typical episode of Chino Chicano, uh, because it's going to be a very personal episode, especially for the Chino, Matt Chan. Matt has been diagnosed with cancer, and we are going to talk about it. One thing that we've sort of noticed as we've been discussing this, because this has been going on a while, and... As friends, uh, we have a couple of other guys that are good friends of ours, Eugene Tagawa and James Burns, um, who's living in Peru. But we stay in touch, and as we've been talking about this over for, about, I think, more than a month now, we want to provide our support for Matt. But we're also realizing that um, as older gentlemen, these these health issues in life are popping up, and it's not just for us, Matt. So let's let's go back. About a, m- a month and a half ago now, hasn't it been that you told us that you thought you had cancer? Yeah, it's been about a month and a half till, uh, you know, where the initial diagnosis came back. But uh, proof positive when I had a biopsy about a month ago that, yeah, I have cancer, kid- uh, kidney cancer. Um, so it was a little shocking, of course. Yeah, I think it was very shocking because I think for for all of us as your friends, we were uh, we were shocked. We were pretty stunned. Now, uh, to talk about this, uh, you told us that there was a mass on your kidney, and at first, when they discovered this, uh, uh, you you weren't quite sure that it was cancer, but you but everything pointed to that it most likely would be cancer. Yeah. I mean, I think my doctor initially looked at it and he said, yeah, he goes, it it probably is. I mean, he was pretty sure about it. The biopsy was done to just affirm what it is. So, you know, I uh, went through a series of doctor appointments and I've got sort of a a plan in place. I'm going to have surgery towards the end of the summer and they're going to remove it. And then we'll see what happens after that. It's undetermined because they try to be as uninvasive as possible to make these diagnoses, and so they're not sure. They won't know until they actually remove the tumor to see what's going on. Getting this diagnosis, I think those are three words that you don't want to hear in your life. You have cancer. Yeah. When you heard that, how did it hit? Well, you know, over, about 12 years ago, I had prostate cancer. I think that was more shocking to me um, because... You know, I just lost my father to cancer about a year prior to that. So when I heard that I had cancer, I mean, um, you know, it, it brings your mortality into sharp focus, right? So, um, yeah, no lie. You know, so I dealt with that. And, and this time, it wasn't so shocking. Uh, I mean, because in my mind, I know what the process is. I know what I have to do. But yeah, it does. I mean, I made some immediate changes in my life. I uh, resigned from uh, the city and my uh, appointment as a special advisor to the mayor because I want to concentrate on this full time. And I think uh, the way it turns out, I get to enjoy my summer and then see what happens to me in the fall. What's been the reaction with your family? 
Uh, I think a lot of times uh, they're taking it a little bit harder than I am. I mean, because I understand it's a process. And when you've never had cancer before, you know, most people think in terms of it being a death sentence. Could be. But in my case, I'm choosing not to think that way. Um, I think I've got some really good doctors. Um, science has advanced a long ways. So I'm not thinking that way. No one's talking to me that way. That could change. But right now, I'm trying to stay positive about everything. Has cancer run in the family? It, it is run on my father's side. He had multiple different cancers um, and finally succumbed to a cancer. And, and the cancer was interesting. It was a, a remnants of a thyroid cancer he experienced. And they didn't catch the later stages. They thought they'd cured it, but they didn't catch um, later stages because he had a enzyme in his blood that actually blocks the test for it. So when we found that out, my sister and I were both tested. Um, she tested positive for the enzyme. I didn't. So, so you know, I, I, I know I don't have that condition. But, yeah, it does run sort of in the family. I had hoped it didn't. But uh, most of my uncles have had cancer. A lot of them succumbed to cancer. So I figured, you know. My chances are a little bit higher. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think you think a lot of things, right? You think about um, your life to this point. Um, and, you know, the, the first question that popped in my mind was, you know, how long is long enough? And I think that's a philosophical question for a lot of people. And I think about, you know, um, what is it left that I have to accomplish? And I don't know, because there's always new stuff to accomplish. But what is really meaningful in your life? I think about that a lot. A lot of thoughts, no doubt about that. Um, your sister passed away. Yes. Was it from cancer? It was uh, actually a blood disorder where her body stopped uh, producing uh, white blood cells. And that wasn't, well, that's been several years now, right? A couple of years, yeah. I know you've been meeting with doctors and after getting the diagnosis, I know you were in this kind of limbo for a bit because it was like, okay, what's next? Well, okay. I went to my urologist and, uh, and he was the one who treated me for prostate cancer. And, uh, so I, I trusted him. We've become friends, uh, over the years. He deferred to another surgeon because this is a particularly, it's not a difficult, but, but like he said, you want the guy who's done, you don't want the guy who's done 500 of these surgeries. You want the guy who's done 5,000 of them. And um, so he referred me to him. He accepted me as a patient. Interestingly enough, he, you know, he teaches this technique. And I watched the whole surgery, sick, that, sick as I am. I watched the entire surgery. <laughs> and, it, and it actually demystified it. And I realized that it's not that big a deal. The actual surgery isn't a big deal. It's the results of the surgery uh, that happens. So I was told that if it did spread, um, there is treatment for it. Uh, you know, they can cure it, but if they can't cure it, they can treat it, which means, you know, I'll have, uh, you know, my life will be prolonged for a certain amount of time. But, um, you know, luckily I'm in good shape. Uh, you know, I don't have, I mean, I have some comorbidities that you just have with age, but I think for the most part, I'm just sort of like training for whatever my surgery is and getting my body into shape to withstand whatever faces me. I think one of the encouraging things was they said that I probably won't face chemo, that they would use immunotherapy with me, uh, which is less harsh on you. And I think that's a good thing. That would make a big difference, too, in your recovery. Yes. One of the things that for the surgery is using 
it's a robotic method, right? Yeah, it's a, it's called a Da Vinci. It's a robotic surgery assistant uh, device where they have five probes that go into you, and they're about quarter inch, you know, incisions, and uh, the doctor manipulates it from about ten feet away. Uh, using, you know, basically almost like a what uh, a VR kind of experience. The advantage of it is they have 3D vision, so they have depth perception. Um, so that's how they did my prostate surgery, and uh, that's how they're going to do this surgery. So the recovery time is maybe a day or two from the surgery. And actually, the guy that you have that's going to do this is... One of the best. He's considered one of the best, yeah. But, you know, I, I, and I, I believe that. I mean, most people will think, you know, because it's a part of your belief system, right, that you have to believe that you have the best doctors. Right. So I, it's what I choose to believe. I happen to come across something on YouTube of this Da Vinci robotic method. And, and I, don't, I don't know who the doctor was that was operating it, but he was doing origami. Yeah, yeah. That's how precise they are, yeah. Yeah. That, that was amazing. So I guess from that sense of the how technology has advanced, might have been a time when this would be a certain a death message for you because the fact that uh, we didn't have the technology to deal with this. They were actually to have to cut you open. They would have to remove a rib and all this other stuff to get in there. And in the process, your recovery time is probably about could be close to two months versus a few days. So that's a big difference. And then the, the, uh, the sundry risks of just having, you know, your body split open for, <laughs> for surgery, and there's a big difference there. So as you deal with this and prepare for all of these things, it's hard not to think about it, I, w I would think. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I think about it every day, but it doesn't cripple me because I, I think about the other things I want to do. Um, you know, I still want to continue my work in the community and doing videos. I mean, I, I was still teaching. I finished up my classes, uh, my class at the UW in the graduate program there, and that was very rewarding to me. Uh, I mean, I hope I can continue doing those sorts of things. But what it does, it brings into clear focus what you should be doing for your life um, and what you, and, and your days are numbered. I mean, regardless of how this turns out, you know, you know your days are numbered. I mean, there is, there's no illusion anymore. So I think... It forces you to conduct your life that way and maybe make some choices that you wouldn't have normally made. Family? Family. Family first. Yeah. You've got two kids, but you're also a grandpa, and I know that, that that's very meaningful. Uh, is everybody aware of this now? Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's aware, um, you know, and everybody's supportive because, it, you know, it doesn't seem real, right? I mean, I have no side effects. I have no effects from it. I, I, you know, if I didn't know the diagnosis, I'd be just conducting myself normally. So um, it's, I, I think that's one of the things that's so insidious about it. I'm just glad that they caught it. Um, and so that buys you some time. It buys you some time to think about it and adjust your lifestyle. So, um, you know, and everybody's been supportive. I mean, the mayor has been very supportive of it. I mean, of course they're going to be. I mean, what are they going to say, you know? 
Keep working, you know. That, that, <laughs> that's not my problem. Just get, come back to work. Yeah, yeah right. really. Yeah, sucks to be you. No, no one said that. Yeah. And so I'm thankful for that, you know. And and I'm not one of those that want to hide it from people and shy away from the discussion and not let people know because I look at it this way: I need as many good vibes as possible because <laughs> it's really about being positive about it. I mean, I talked to one of my doctor who is my specifically my kidney doctor, and he said, "Look, he goes, you're in good health." There's nothing else going on. He goes, the main thing is a positive attitude. You know, you're, you're pretty aggressive about watching your health and keeping an eye on how you're doing. Yeah. I mean, being diabetic and having some other issues. I mean, I try to be very healthy. I work out a couple of times a week. And, you know, and, and I think a lot of it is that's going to help me in the long run. Because no matter what happens, it's traumatizing to your body. And so I figure, I mean, it's like, it's like you know, like I, I can't compare this exactly, but it's like why football players bulk up because it's not for performance. It's to withstand the punishment. Right. And I think it, as you get older, um, that's the thing people kind of relax about is that they become sort of complacent, sort of, you know, sedentary. And I think you need to maintain your body and mind. And, and, and that's what I try to do. But. Of course, I still got cancer. So, so you, you know, but I'm not giving up because I understand the perspective on it. In talking about this, did you want to send a message to people our age that, hey, be aware of these things, be aware of your body, and particularly in communities of color, that we need to take care of ourselves? I think in communities of color, for Asians, it's a little different because so many Asians are in the medical field, right? So you feel more comfortable about that. Um, I mean, I can under, totally understand the disparate impact that the medical profession has had on other racial minorities. Um, and so that's a real thing. And, and hopefully we'll talk about that in, in some upcoming podcasts. But, uh, you know, I think that taking care of yourself is important as you age because it's really for the people around you. You don't want to be a burden to the people around you. You know, you owe it to yourself. And it shouldn't be any surprise that, you know, your health is compromised. You know it is. I mean, a lot of, like, for example, smokers rarely go to doctors because they don't want the lecture. And I understand that. People that are, you know, very overweight don't want to understand the health problems. They're living for today. But I got to tell you, you know, as you get older, today is meaningful (laughs) as much as it is tomorrow. And so once you can see the end of the road, you're going to make sure that you walk that walk and enjoy things a little bit more. The other thing is you get older, you realize just how fast time goes. You know, it wasn't that long ago, it seems, that we were in our our 20s and 30s being stupid guys, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But time goes fast. And now we're at that point where life throws you things and you have to be have to deal with it. Here's one thing we know for sure is that uh, you've got the support of your friends, uh, your family and friends, and also that uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to talk more about uh, what you are uh, dealing with. We'll talk about the surgery and and what you're going to be facing there. Talk about the recovery, what they have found and and what your uh, uh, future diagnosis is going to be. I I think that's important to let people know just as you're going through all of this. And also to keep your mind going. You know, we need to keep doing this podcast just to keep our coverage of the communities of color and also to, to keep your mind active as well as mine, right? You and I both know. I mean, and a lot of people discount, you know, because they, they experience today. And you and I have, have a history 
a work history, a life history, where we've suffered a lot of setbacks, a lot of obstacles. This is just one more. So I think in a way, my life has kind of set me up to kind of just face this the way it should be faced. And so I'm thankful for that. Well, just know that you have a lot of support. Your boys, uh, James Burns, Eugene Tagawa, and yours truly will be there to support you and your family. And and I'm sure that uh, all of our friends out there in the business will be there supporting you as well. So we'll keep uh, producing the podcast and moving ahead. And here's a little prayer for you to uh, just go tackle this thing, get better and just have a longer life, all right? Great. Thank you. Appreciate it. We want to hear from you. Reach out to us on Twitter at Enrique Cerna and at Lofanland for me, Matt Chan. You can also email us at chinoichicano at gmail.com and check out our Chino Ichicano page on Facebook. Our theme music was composed and performed by Antonio Gomez. You can find the Chino Ichicano podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and other favorite podcast providers. Please take a listen, download, and subscribe. We are posting video versions of our podcast to YouTube. Go to search and type in Chino Ichicano to find our conversations. Take care of yourself. The pandemic is not over yet. Please get vaccinated. I'm Matt Chan, the Chino. I'm Enrique Cerna, the Chicano. We'll talk more later.